What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. I am the host of the show, Jason Hartwell from JK Blades. In the studio again, we have what I think is now the official co-host of the Hustle and Grind podcast. Yeah. David Save It from Save It Outdoors. What's up, David? What's going on, brother? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, we got two Davids in the house today. We got an extra guest here with us. He is a Blade Sports champion. He is a uh, city congressman. He is a college professor. He is all kinds of things, and he's going to tell us all about it. We got David Moore with us. What's up, David? Hey, good to be here today, y'all. Uh, thanks for having us. <laughs> so I said that backwards. Yeah. So you, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> what I meant to say. Okay. Um, so Blade Sports Champion, huh? Yep. I, um, my first year, I was uh, third in the, the nation at the Nationals. I played third. Uh, in my first year of competing at Blade Sports, and then went on to the world competition and placed uh, fifth. So uh, that was my first year competing. And of course, the second year, COVID hit, and uh, we're you know fixing to start kind of my third year. So uh, I'm I'm ready to get started. We'll start after after Blade Show. We'll start the third year. So I'm ready to. To get started and go, actually, I'm headed this weekend to the Lost Pines Knife Show in Austin, Texas, to compete in the Blade Sports competition. So, I'm I'm ready. So, you've only actually competed one year, is that right? Two? Well, I've, yeah, one one actually full season. I've competed two years, uh, but you know that one year kind of got our the date go from pretty much right after Blade Show to Blade Show. So right. you're looking at July to June, kind of the, the season, I guess, for Blade Sports. Um, so I saw it one year at Blade Show, started competing that next year, and then uh, I was blessed to be on the, on that same stage I was watching a year earlier competing. So nice. it's been so a lot of fun. So your first year of competing, you got second in the nation. Was that your – how long yeah. have you been practicing before you started competing? I got third in the nation. Okay, third uh, in the nation. Yeah. I, Still um, good. Yeah, man. I uh, I got me a table. I built me a table at home. And, uh, you know, I had a, a friend, maybe a practice knife, Anthony Soval with Soval Custom Knives. And I'm currently using my competition knife. It's made by – Big D knives by Donovan Phillips. Um, so I, I practiced a ton and uh, just, you know, on timing, on speed, on accuracy, uh, just uh, making the cut. And, uh, you know, I put a lot of time and effort and it, it showed, it paid off, you know, that first year. And I, I continued to. You know, with COVID, everything kind of stopped, and I didn't practice as much. But getting back into the groove and uh, hoping to continue that success there. And, man, I just enjoy the knife world, the doors that Blade Sports has opened, the people I've met, and the new family that that I've, uh, you know, been introduced to. And well, give, us a little, to give us a little rundown in case there's anybody that don't know on exactly what Blade Sports consists of. Blade Sports is a nonprofit organization that promotes knives as tools, and it's a it's a competition. Uh, you have a lot of different cuttings, things to cut, or different areas, cutting stages, and uh, those are worth points. And it's a timed competition. Of course, you know safety is utmost key. It's a 15-inch knife with a 10-inch blade, uh, 5-inch handle, but the knife can't be over 15 inches. 15 inches is the max. Um, and like I say, you, you go through these things, if you go through it with good speed, then you know, you're very accurate. You're going to score really good. And so that that's kind of how it scores. It's your, your speed in second through the course, plus 100, minus the point value of each cut. So that's how it scored. 
what well, that, that sounds it sounds easy but it sounds a little complicated as far as the scoring goes Are, yeah is there classes a lot of as far as like uh age groups or weight classes or things like that or is it i know there's a male and female um but i mean yeah there's a male and female uh-huh. there's also a red and a white division the red division is the rookie division um it's for people that's just kind of starting out. Or no, I got that backwards. Excuse me. The white division is for the, the rookie division. The red division is the it's the, the blade sports um, division, but the white is the rookie. So it kind of lets people just starting out compete. There's a lot of form to it. Um, you know, how you swing the knife. Um, there's a lot of physics involved uh, of course how sharp your knife is how well the steel holds up you know there's their hand-eye coordination um you know there there's a lot to it when i go through a course i basically start out by walking through the course a couple of times just choreographing my steps uh, through that course and my cut to, so i can be as efficient as I can be, you know, just step walking, moving from court, moving from spot to spot in that course. Okay, that's kind of what I was about to ask. It, what What do you think is the key? How fluid you can be, the design and heaviness of the knife, your technique. Like, what do you think? Like, gives the main edge for something like that? Because I have no clue about any of that. Oh man, there, there's so much. Um, you know. I'm using a big D knife, competition knife, um, and you know it's convex, flat grinds with a convex edge, um, which will really stand up. You get points taken off if your if your uh, edge folds or there's any damage to your knife. Mm-hmm. You know you, you get points deducted, so it's actually grading the knife also during the competition. Um, you know, but form. Speed, uh, ability to breathe, you know, and keep your breath, keep calm. Um, man, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, and just being the right day, you know, sometimes uh, I may not feel the best. And, you know, it's just, I just, it, it just don't work when I try to cut stuff that day, you know. But some days it, it just, it all clicks. You know, so it's uh, there's a lot of variables. I don't think there's one one thing that stands out over anything else. It's just getting all those variables to line up just perfect. You know, for that one minute run or you know minute and a half run through that course. That sounds like it's a lot of fun. But now that it's the off season, though, I mean, we know that you've done a lot in the blade sports but what are you doing in your shop i know you called me the other day and said you were headed to your shop what are you doing you know workshop wise when you're not competing i'm currently in the process of converting a full wood shop to a knife wood shop um i've got my heat treat kiln in the other day jenkins i um of course, got my two by seventy two, the porter band, um, you know, getting getting all my stuff there. I, I kind of come from the woodworking background. I used to own a cabinet shop, and I uh, used to do cabinets a lot on top of my full time job. But uh, so I'm kind of moving from that woodworking background in, into knives. And currently, um, I'm working on what's called presentation boards. Uh, basically a cutting board taken to the next level. Um, they're kind of thicker. If you uh, you can Google or any of the people listening to the podcast can Google the, the World Food Championship 2020. And uh, the guy that won the uh, best burger in the world in Dallas, Texas, at the World Food Championship was from Marshalls, Alabama. And I had the opportunity to build him his presentation board that he presented his uh, championship burger on to the judges. Oh, and uh, I've just kind of 
been able to, to get into that that crowd of competition cooking and make make them some presentations and cutting boards and I um, got some wood the other day and I plan on having some big hand days cutting boards at Blade Show. Uh, sitting on a couple of different tables at Blade Show with some uh, really nice chef knives on top of them. So. Well, that'll be nice. We'll be at Blade Show, so I'll have to make sure to hook up with you and check one of those out. I didn't know that was a thing. You know, it, I would have just assumed it was a cutting board. Yeah, it, it's a, it's basically a cutting board, but there's a lot more, a lot more detail to it. Um, I really hate to design the one that was on the world uh, championship burger is was about a five and a half by five and a half block. And it was about two inches tall, made out of walnut with uh, three maple stripes on the far right side. And uh, it, it kind of, uh, it wasn't your, the off-centered maple stripe kind of brought your attention to it. You know, not something just wasn't quite centered, quite right with the, the uh, presentation block, but it, it really caught your eye because of the contrast is good, the off-centering of the stripes on that block. And, uh, you know, it it really, you know, at, at that level of cooking, you know, anything that you can do to kind of put yourself, you know, get yourself noticed just a little bit more um, is huge at that level of cooking. So, um, you know, I, and I actually worked with a Morgan Cheat, Sweet Cheat, uh, barbecue and uh, actually worked that design and you know we actually set burgers on it with the buns and you know, made sure that it it looked good so you know there was a, a lot of work went into those four four five and a half by five and a half presentation blocks you know I mean hours and hours went into the design just to kind of get that you know eye the eye attention drawn to it and, uh, you know, just kind of help elevate, elevate everything, you know, just a little bit. Are you judged on the block too, or is it, uh, just kind of to help present the food? I'm thinking if you got a flaw, you could just throw a French fry over it or something. Oh, so there's probably an apparent <laughs> score or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You judged on, uh, food. You're judged on, uh, presentation. Presentation. The taste of food, the presentation, which is the look, um, and there's there's a few other different categories. I'm not completely familiar with, you know, how you judge, but I know presentation is is a huge part of the the judging, which that includes, you know, the presentation block. Um, another really cool project I did. Um, uh, he was, he was able to cook at the Jack Daniels Invitational this past year, and I was able to take uh, the top of a Jack Daniels whiskey barrel and uh, make a dessert carrying tray so that they could present uh, desserts to the judges on the top of a whiskey barrel. That's so interesting. That sounds like a good time there, Bubba. What you been up to this week? You got anything fancy or new or fun happening in your shop? Man, actually, I was about to start asking him some questions about that because the wife wants me to make one of those new, um, just a little number for the front of your house, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the number, address number. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she wants me to make it and wants it to look somewhat like a cooking or chopping block or whatnot with the different color woods and all that stuff put together. But the leather shop, man's booming. I just got so many projects for the wife. Yeah. And <laughs> my hardest difficult project I'm working on is this restoring a really, really old Western daggum, you know, the belt and the holster and all that. But so I was going to ask him about how he gets all those different woods just to stay together. You just, just glue them and clamp them and call it good. Or do you use epoxies or how all that stuff stays together and lasts forever? Cause the one, the chopping block my wife uses on a regular basis takes a beating and don't fall apart. Probably a planner yeah. comes in there at some point. I'm sure. Right. Yeah, I actually use a. I, I learned that skill in the cabinet shop, making cabinet five piece cabinet doors. Uh, it's I just use glue. I don't use a biscuit joiner, or I used to. 
but uh, with the glues and stuff that are, that's out now, um, man, they're they're amazing with how they they work and how they hold the, the wood together. Uh, um, I use either Type Bond Two or Type Bond Three, depending on the application. Type Bond Two is water resistant, and uh, Type Bond Three is waterproof. So, depending on you know kind of the application of using those two, um, when you cut your your little pieces that you're going to glue up, you know I pay particular attention to the, to the end grain um, on these boards. You know. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the different sawing techniques, but you've got your different solid linear saw of wood is, is probably the most common. And you'll get some cupping. If you've ever been to one of the box stores and, you know, seen a two by four and it, it's, you know, bent, it's kind of cupped or, oh, yeah. you know, got a bow, bow in it type thing that's typically because of the ingrain, how it goes. So um, I pay real particular attention because as the wood, taking in moisture and leaving moisture because of humidity in the room, if uh, it will tend to bend or bow with that grain. So when I place my when I place my, my pieces in a row, I'll make sure that I have alternating grain so the grain is not all, you know, turning in one direction. It'll alternate so that when it does bend and, and move with the humidity, you don't get actual warps in your your overall piece, gotcha. where if they were sense. all turned the same way, it would cup the whole piece would cup a cup of bow, and I just clamp it with uh, that Type Bond three, and uh, you know get a good spread, clamp it good and tight clamp, and uh, you got to make sure that those pieces I, I'm running through a joiner, uh, make sure they're good and flat, you know, so they go together, very seamless, and uh, if you top it with uh, clamp it with good pressure with that type bond three that that wood glue actually work into the wood and man it makes an impressive bond that uh I mean you can't you can't hardly beat it with a hammer and make it break loose. Yeah, I've seen some of those glues the wood glues where they will actually break the board along the grain instead of at the glue joint after it's set up. Yeah, yeah that that works. So that'll be a That'd be your best bet. If it's going to be outside, you know, for the for your door, I would definitely do it with a Type Bond Three. You know, water water resistance to kind of help with the, the moisture and the humidity changes from, you know, temperature changes and stuff like that. The wood wood's constantly moving, you know, based on temperature and humidity. So, so did I hear right a second ago? You're going to start making knives? Yes, I've actually made knives before. Um, and I make knives now. I don't do any custom orders. If you pay attention to my Facebook, you might see one or two come across. Maybe, I think I've had maybe five in a year's time come across for sale. Um, I don't do custom orders. You know, this is kind of a hobby. Um, you know, and I, I like to keep it fun. I, I've had hobbies turn into into jobs and hopefully one day I'll make this this hustle my full time grind and getting ready to retire and uh yeah so that's, that's, that's kind of what I was getting to is like what's your end goal what is uh the knife making making the money the boards making the money or is one of these your 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 hustling to try to make it your full time grind or you know that's kind of what I was getting to a question yeah was. my main goal is uh to eventually make that my full time grind whether you know, I'm kind of a, a specialty knife to the the professional competition barbecue community, and um, you know the board presentation boards. That that kind of also do some everyday carry knives and, and stuff like that. Um, but my main my main focus would be to put knives to the professional barbecue comp- competitions and. Uh, you know, the boards, presentation boards, or the cutting boards, kind of that angle. Um, you know, I I really like working with those guys, coming up with great ideas, you know, um, kind of one-up the competition. So that that's kind of my angle. And one day I hope to turn into my full-time grind. 
I, I hope it happens for you when you want it to. Because yeah. it, it can hit you at any point. <laughs> when it's not That's, accidental like yours? Yeah, mine was not planned, but it seems to be working all right. I just uh, yeah. I just finished up a 10-piece set, and we actually – I was a little late today calling you because we were delivering it uh, before we started here. And, man, it was awesome. It came out so good. I, that is so be- it was beautiful, man. It looks like something <laughs> oh, from the cool. Chang Dynasty with, like, what's that, jade. Yeah. Oh, man, it was beautiful. Yeah. With the dark blades. I've, I've put up a couple little teaser pictures on the, on the interweb. But uh, now that he's got them, I'm going to be able to actually post some some good pictures. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, I didn't want to post up a whole bunch until he saw them in person. You know what I mean? I didn't want him to see his knives finished on the internet. So yeah, but he's got them now, and I'll be posting them up in a little bit here. Oh, they're beautiful. They're so beautiful. Yeah, and he uh, he picked up. I think it was the second or third one he picked up. <laughs> cut himself. Cut himself. And you had just said, "Be careful, they're razor sharp." Yeah, yeah, my knives are sharp. So, uh, yeah, if you want a good sharp knives, go on over there and check out JK Blades on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, scoop yourself something up made by Jason Hartwell. I don't just make them well; I make them Hartwell. You just came up with that, didn't you? No, actually, Brandon came up with that last week. I said, dude, I'm taking that. That's perfect. <laughs> I ain't never I, awesome. I ain't heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot I was planning to say that. Yeah, he, he said that to me last week, and he cracked me up with that. Yeah, I think that's funny. Yeah. So uh, what is your full-time grind right now, Mr. Big Hand Dave? Uh, my full-time grind right now uh, is uh, – You got a few of them, don't you? Yeah, I have a few of them. I, um, I work for the city muscle. I, um, I work, I'm a supervisor at the, the water department for the city muscle. I've been there 29 years. So that's, that's one of my full-time grinds. Uh, as an adjunct professor at a local community college, which, uh, I just finished doing that. I taught there for 21 years. Um, environmental sciences, uh, microbiology, chemistry, um, that type of thing that deals with, you know, with, with water and wastewater treatment. Um, so, you know, and also I'm a city councilman for the city of Muscle Shoals. Uh, for all your listeners out there, uh, check out documentary Muscle Shoals to learn, to learn more about uh, all the music and the great studios and the people that's been here recording just a little bit in town in northwest Alabama. A lot of lot of music. Aretha Franklin, Rolling Stones, just to name name a few. Yeah, I didn't know that uh that Muscle Shoals I I listened to your episode on uh what was it, Knife Perspective Podcast with Kyle and Dan. And uh Dan was mistaken thinking Muscle Shoals was on the coast, and I was too. I didn't know it was up there up north. Yeah, northwest corner. We're kind of right in the middle of, I mean, it's kind of a right in the center of Memphis, Nashville, Birmingham, Huntsville, and Tupelo. So it's kind of just right in the center of all those all those cities. Uh, just a real quiet, quiet, quaint place right along the Tennessee River. That's, that's funny because I was thinking Gulf or something like that too when you, when, you talk, when you were talking about it. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like it should be a beach town. Yeah, yeah. Like on the water. Yeah, I think the shoals, the word shoals does it. That might be it. Yeah, the word shoals, but you know, muscle is not spelled like, you know, the clams muscle, but spelled like, you know, actual muscle in <laughs> U-S-C-L-A. So, I didn't know they were spelled different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Muscle is clam is spelled M-U-S-S-E-L. Oh, okay. Um, Learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's your plans for Blade Show? Are you going to be down there the whole time? Are you going to just pop in, or what you doing? Uh, planning on getting in sometime Thursday. Um, you know, the Blade Sports, I'm, I'm sponsored by Pops Knife Supply. Um Kind of, I guess, a shameless plug there, but hey, go um, for it. <laughs> Pops and I supplies. 
contact all the guys there to, to get anything you need to make knives. Um, but yeah, it's so I'll be hanging out at their booth, uh, doing what I do best, talking to people and, uh, just, just having a good time. Uh, um, you know, we'll have my knives there, you know, on display. If anybody kind of wants to look at them and check them out. You talking about your competition knives? Yes. I'll have my competition knives. I, I'm, I might bring a couple of knives to sell at blade. I, I, I don't know. I, I know that I'm going to have some cutting boards there, but I'm just kind of depends on juggling my time. If I have a couple of knives ready or, or not, like I say, I, I do it as a, as a hobby and kind of something to help me get away. It's kind of making knives and grinding is just kind of my stress relief, you know, right now. So, uh, Oh yeah. It, I really enjoy it, but I plan on you know, being at the pit and hopefully seeing, seeing everybody and getting to hang out with everybody and, you know, getting to see a bunch of knives and probably spending too much money, um, <laughs> you know, on supplies and handle material and, you know, these one of a kind knives. And, you know, it's amazing how, when I started going to blade shows, how my taste in knives has kind of changed from, you know, um, certain types of pocket knives. to now, man, I, I know the people that make them, you know, and I'd like a, I'd like a, a knife from, you know, Andy Roy at Fiddleback Forwards. I want a, I want a JK Blade knife now, you know, since, uh, oh, yeah. since hey. I've got to talk to you, you know. I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that I like to collect, you know, something that, that means something, you know, to me. And I, you know, put them up. And I like users, so I like all my knives to be kind of, to be users. And, you know, I I trade them out all the time. But that that's kind of my goal at, at Blade Show is to – you know, find that, that knife from one of my buddies and that one I can't live without and, and buy it and take one. Or if my wife is listening, it's, it's just one. But since all y'all won't tell her, you know, it's probably be more like four or five. So let's just keep that between us. Uh, your secret is definitely safe with me. I'll, I'll catch up <laughs> with you in the pit. I don't, I'm going to take some knives up there. Uh, I'm going to try to take at least four or five, just kind of, you know, cruise around with, knives in my backpack i'm not going to have a table or anything and i'm not going to be pushing them but there are several people that i want to talk to you know and have some of my work there with me Uh, yeah but i don't think we're going to be there until friday most likely i know we're not going thursday Um, i mean i can do what i want with my schedule but you know my wife's got to take off work and all that stuff and um i don't think we're going to get there till friday so funny story i thought i was going to have to cancel on you because I still might, I'm not sure. The wife's birthday is the same weekend. And I was telling her about it because she straight up told me, she goes, we're going to Blade Show this year. She told you that? Yeah. You're golden. I was like, cool, babe. She's like, when is it? I said, uh, you don't want to know. I said, it's June 6th, 7th, 8th, whatever the dates were. Yeah, that's right. She's like, oh. I said, yeah, so we've got reservations for a hotel in Nashville for her birthday. She's like, well, how far is it from Atlanta to Nashville? Like, can we go there on the first day and maybe second day and then just go back to Nashville? I was like, I don't know, but if you're willing, I'm willing. <laughs> I think that's a good little ride. That's at least three or four hours, I think. I figured, yeah, but it's better than eight. That's true. You know what I mean? I can do three, four hours. I'd have to Google it. Blade Show Pit Stop. Yeah, that's what I'm figuring. We'll go okay. up there first thing, you know? Yeah. Have us a little fun because I don't want to miss it. Yeah, I want to meet all the people we've been talking to. Right. I want to go see a few old friends. I want to go hang out in the pit. Of course. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, we're we're definitely not going to miss it. I just don't know if we're going to be up there the whole time. I mean, last year we went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, I mean, had a blast. But, man, I spent a small fortune up there. And there's still some money I want to spend up there with some certain people, like you're saying, Dave, you know, just people that you want to meet in person and buy their stuff in person. But man, last year I went up there, I was buying everything I seen. Every time I turned around, I was paying an extra $10 for another hundred bucks at ATM. (laughs) ATM fees up there will get you. That and the drinks. I ain't spending no money on drinks up there ever again. Oh no, I took a, a 12-pack in a backpack last year. I didn't even care if the beer got warm. I wasn't spending $5 a piece. I messed up the first night. The second night, I did not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but I, I enjoy meeting everybody and talking to everybody and, you know, making new friends. And I, it just, it turns, you know, after you've been there a few years, it, everybody just kind of turns into family. It does. Know? Yep. There's several people, so, especially, you know, because well, it's been two years since we've been because they canceled it last year. Yeah. So there's so many more people that I've met personally, and I know you guys both probably are the same, that you've met since then, you know, and you're looking forward to catching up. Yes, very much so. Hey, then there will be a competition there uh, Saturday, the Blade Blade Sports Competition. I missed it last time we were up there. I think it it was planning on being in the parking lot, but since it was raining so bad, they moved it into a room. Is that right? Well, they moved it downstairs into the hall of the the mall. Yeah, we couldn't Uh, find it. Yeah, it it was kind of out off the beaten path. but yeah, they moved it from outside. So hey, most definitely, I work better with people cheering me on. So uh, I definitely need y'all there and and all your listeners there to to cheer me on because uh, you know it, it it seems to pump me up and you know get gets me going and gets me through it. And oh. I love I love it when the crowd gets gets into gets Dude, into I, it. I'll be there the for sure. Splinters start flying and you know the ropes start getting cut and start falling and, you know, go through them water bottles and the water goes everywhere. You know, that's just a, that's just a rush. Yeah. I'll be there for sure. Even if they do move it, I'll just call you now that I, you know, got an inside hookup on information. (laughs) Yeah. Call hook me up. Hey, you can actually start the big hand Dave chant for me. There we go. I got you. (laughs) Yeah. Last year we kept asking people, you know, cause we had the little flyer they hand out and had all the times and, nobody seemed to know where it was. And then we heard that it was over. We yeah. did, we did catch the, uh, I, the butterfly knife. I forgot the word they use. The ballet, ballet song. Ballet song. Yeah. Yeah. Ballet song, yeah. We, I, think we, I think we ran into that on accident. We did yeah. out there in the, in the parking lot in the rain. Yeah. Like what in the world? That was, um, different. Interesting. It's, it's a Let part of things. <laughs> it's definitely not my cup of tea, but I do. Got to hand it to them guys for doing that with a sharp blade. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's amazing. I I would cut myself to pieces. Yeah. Doing that. Let me tell you about last year, or I guess nineteen, not last year, the year before last at Blade Show. You know, it rained. I mean, it was just raining like crazy. Oh, it so was we had terrible. these we had these two by six boards that we were cutting, and they had been in the back of the truck, and so those boards were they were just waterlogged so that that is the ultimate test of a knife that i'd have to say i had never practiced hitting a board that is just waterlogged board cutting it before have you uh, since then yeah yes i have because i i there's a i've tried and i don't want to give all my secrets away so Don't y'all keep that. listening to yourself but yeah, I, nobody I, listens I, to I, this thing it's all right <laughs> <laughs> I, i've tried it now uh different forms to cut boards that have water versus boards that are that are drier you know when when you're used to cut and you practice and you cut through a board in about five a two by six and about five or six hits and uh five or six hits you know on a waterlogged board you hadn't made a dent in it you're kind of wondering, <laughs> oh my, you know, <laughs> what have I done? What have I done chewed into here? You know, uh, but it, it was all right. You know, the splinters started flying. They went near as quick, but that, I remember that first hit, cause we usually start off the competition, you know, with the board and you got to cut all the way through it first, uh, to start your time. So when that knife first hits that board, uh, you know, your time starts. So I remember, that first hit, and this was my first time at a world world competition. I remember that first hit of that board, and you know, usually, you know, my knife would go in go in pretty good. You know, maybe halfway through, you know, a two inch blade, I'll go about an inch or maybe a little over an inch. You know, that first hit, you know, pretty good. And I remember the knife didn't even hardly bury up in the board, and I'm thinking, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That Here makes sense, though, because, like, you know, throwing axes, they wet the boards down. So it'll kind of absorb the impact, almost like self-heal when you pull it out. 
Yes, I mean those 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 waterlogged boards were just absorbing the impact, and and that table was was just a bouncing. I had the opportunity to be at uh, to be at Pops Knife Supply a um, month or so ago at one of their customer events, and uh, I cut a board while I was there, and they put it on a vise and stuff, and you know had it hanging off the table, and you know this was a dry board. And I we have to ask Andy how much that table. I mean, it was a huge metal, you know, industrial type table with stuff on it. But you know that that table was bouncing. You know, um, there's there's a lot of force. You know, goes into put a lot of force, but a lot of it's form. You know, same thing as batting or you know tennis, uh, golf. You know, a lot of it's not just strength, but form you put strength and form together and you, you know you can really cut some chips out of the board so i've i've done it never you know any kind of competition just in the yard i've cut through some two by fours and stuff and it's hard but I, i'm not really a small guy and i know you're not either bubba's not um is there any little guys that have a chance in competing i mean it, it seems to me like you would need your weight behind your swings um, yeah. Um, and there's, there's, um, some former world champions that, you know, that are smaller, you know, like say it's, it's a combination of speed, strength, you know, knife steel, sharpness, uh, hand eye coordination. So, I mean, um, it's just not, you know, the big guys just don't, have an advantage just because of strength or putting weight behind it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of, of all of that. So yeah, I've, I've been beat by, by smaller guys, you know, quite a few times, you know, just, um, you know, and, and the course, you know, sometimes the course is a little bit faster. Sometimes they got more, more wood on them and that slows you down a little bit more, you know, for strength coming into play. Sometimes if it's a more, finesse type course you know uh, it tends to go to speed you know through each station is, is a little bit more important so you know it there's a uh, all kind of variables to it so you know just being a, a big guy don't necessarily mean you know you're gonna you're gonna win you're gonna be you know competitive how did you get into this at I don't want to I don't want to sound. The, Go ahead, call them old. That's what you're about to do. At, a, at an advanced stage in life, further than <laughs> uh, the new exploration era. <laughs> Man, I, I've always been an adventurer. You know, I, I played music at an early age and kind of traveled, and you know, in my teens and early twenties, playing music, and you know. I've always loved loved an adventure. And I love new challenges, and um, I've been going to Blade Show for a few years, and had never seen Blade Sports competition at all. And uh, this one year in 2018, my daughter, she would have been let's see, 12 at the time. She went with me and my wife, and uh, we usually would go on Friday. And then Saturday, and then we'd leave, you know, Saturday afternoon, and I'd take my wife shopping, you know, because I, I know, you know, she goes for me and, you know, try to kind of let her do some shopping, you know, Saturday evening and, you know, Sunday while we're there, you know, to make the trip fun for her, too. So uh, I'm going to take my daughter and my wife shopping that Saturday evening. We was going to leave Blade Show with, where we walked out and parked. We kind of walked by where the Blade Sports competition was fixing to happen. And um, we went and, you know, checked out of her room. And my daughter was just like, Dad, I want to see this. I want to see this. You know, we had let her watch the Battle Zone competition because, you know, most of the guys there were kind of her age or a little bit older. And you know, she liked that. And she was like, I want to see this. I want to see this. And uh, I'm like, Okay. So, you know, we went to the hotel and had checked out and got her stuff and 
come back over there, push my wife is ready to go. And she's like, I'm sitting in the car. Y'all go watch a couple of them and come back. So we went and watched them. I watched it for the very first time, Blakeport, in 2018. Uh, we watched uh, we watched Big Chris make the first first run. I mean, you, Big Chris is great big guy. You know, watched him make that first run. And, I mean, chips were flying and water was flying. I mean, they were hooping and hollering. And uh, after he got through with his run, my daughter, she tapped me on the shoulder and she said, Dad, you can do that. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So, uh, you know, we watched a couple of them and we left and just went shopping. Um, then I got online and kind of, Found out a little bit about it that it was a nonprofit and that it, you know, supported knives and tools. And, um, you know, I'd kind of worked with the RAs, which is the Southern Baptist Church's version of uh, Boy Scout. And I'd worked with them on knife skills and stuff over the years. And, um, you know, I was like, man, this is, this sounds good. You know, so I, you've got to go through a safety training class, which is about an eight hour safety training class to be certified to even be a cutter, which is one of the big aspects of this whole thing is safety. So, um, I found a class that was going to be in July in Waxahachie, which is just south of Dallas. And that was the first class I found. Uh, and you know, I'm thinking, man, I will never, get my wife and kids to want to go to Dallas in July. So I just kind of was thinking, okay, what's around there? And Waco, Texas is about 45 minutes south of Waxahachie. And uh, I don't know if y'all watch uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines, whatever the their show is. Loves them. I do my best not to. <laughs> yeah. So I told my wife, I said, hey, would you like to go see uh, the silos, Chip and Joanna Gaines? And she's like, <gasps> You take us out there? And I'm like, uh, sure. I said, uh, oh, we sure will. I said, but, uh, you mind dropping me off first? And so I, I kind of told her that it was kind of the running joke, but, uh, got out there and got to meet, um, you know, Big Chris and Donovan Phillips and Gary Bond. And, um, it was actually at Warren Osborne's house where the, the training was the competition in his barn. Um, and so just got to meet all the guys and, and gals and it just, uh, you know, just kind of fit in it become a, just a big family, you know? And, uh, that's kind of how I got started. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's a, I, I have actually heard that story before. Like I said, I listen to the other podcasts, but I just I think it's pretty interesting, you know, just because your daughter wanted you to, you jumped out there, and I got a little girl, and you do too. We'd both do the same thing. My seventeen year old has been begging me for one of them butterfly knives because, mm. hold on, because they had seen that before. You and know what's to do it? Yeah, you know what I thought was cooler. I mean, the as far as the butter knife. Butter, butter knife? What do they call it? The balisongs. I call them butterfly knives. Butterfly, yeah. Yeah, but they're, they call them balisong. Okay, well, those things. Yeah. What was even cooler than the actual contest to me was the night before in the pit. With the little six-year-olds or 12-year-olds or yeah, whatever they little like, kids were? they take over this little, mm-hmm. I think it's where payphones used to be or something, it's, a, it's little a little half hallway. Yeah, that little cutout over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they take over that area. I mean, there's knives flying in the Hundreds air. of them, man. Shit. I'm surprised <laughs> there's not like a medic right outside of that little cubby hole. Well, I'm curious because I found this out when we, were, me and the wife and the kids, we were all somewhere, and uh, there was this knife shop. They have practice ones. They're blunted. They're balanced differently. Like, actually, I, I just assume a garbage ballast song is a garbage ballast song. They're all garbage. Yeah. Well, we were in this knife store, and there's different weights. There's different, I, I, I don't remember, but I want to call them classifications or whatever. Seems legit. Yeah. And they had practice ones over there, and the kid was like, hey, I want one. I want to practice. This one's blunted. I'm like, hey, I might would do that. Bruh. You still get pinched. But. These weren't like the gas station ones you can go buy for $12.95. This little motherfucker. 
<laughs> Tell me how yeah. you really feel. <laughs> Bro, blunted, dull as piss. I want to say yeah, it was $80. Holy yeah, cow. they're called trainers. They're it was insane. Be, yeah, that's crazy. But I have to admit, uh, my son was interested, and I did buy him a trainer. So, And you paid the and, 80, 80 to 100 bucks, whatever, depending on which one, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, um, man. I'm probably well, going to end up doing it, but I don't want to. <laughs> I, I think I paid uh, around 60 bucks. Yeah, it's for, still uh, ridiculous. For a trainer, a blunted knife without a without an edge, and now see, I haven't even priced the real ones that they do, so I'm scared to do that. If the trainer's sixty to hundred bucks, what's the real ones they do? Have yeah. you have you priced them? I haven't. Uh, some of them get get on up there, <laughs> I mean, hundreds, thousands of, of dollars. I believe it. Uh, it's intense. Balazon, Balazon. I, I guess if you're going to yeah. win a competition with it and make some money back, you know. It's an investment like anything else. Well, these things are different than what we've played with when we were kids that we got from the gas station. Those little yeah. flimsy, wobbly things we played with, or we probably you probably got one under the couch or something. You know what I mean? Right. I think I do have one somewhere. But. Yeah. These things were different. The, the weights are different. The mechanism's smoother. It's They're different. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But, I, 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 yeah, no, I'm not... I'm not feeling it. My the, kid is, but... They go throw them things up in the air and like then catch it. Yeah. yeah. I just, it well, don't. the way I look at it, we they should. could be doing a lot worse things. You're right. You're and, right. Uh, a $60 yeah. investment for... A, and you see how much time, you know, they're in the pit, you know, off to the side. You see how much time and, you know, and time's invested and how, you know, they're over there. And, I mean, it's just kind of in their own little world doing that. I mean... I I saw my son, you know, do the same thing and spend a lot of time doing that and, you know, helping hand-eye coordination and well, yeah, hopefully. It's better than crack, of course. I was getting ready to say the same thing. <laughs> At least it's not crack. It's way better than meth or whatever's po- heroin, whatever's popular right now. It's way better than that. Yeah, but. it could always be worse. If your yeah. kid's like mine, though, it's got seven hobbies. It just doesn't know which one it wants at the time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm that way. I resemble that remark. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I made a YouTube all about that one time because I got 19, you know, irons in the fire, whatever you want to call them. And it's like, I, if you want to be good at something, you need to pick one. You know what I mean? I yeah. never ever can decide what I want to do. Me and Jason were talking about this the other day. It's like, I know what my passion is, but I also have this idea of something else I want to do. But if I start doing it, I'm going to take away from my other stuff. But what if that other thing is my true passion? Yeah. Do I jump? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me bring that up. You All know right. what I mean? So, yeah, real quick. Last week we had uh, Rob Harrison. Rob, yep. Rob's Wildwood. And he made that recommendation. Everybody should go out and check out this Steve Harvey video called Jump. Jump, yeah. It's six minutes long. I did that. I watched the video. It's intense, man. And I want to second his recommendation to everybody that can hear the sound of my voice. If you really... Feel like you got something in life you want to do? Yeah, go watch that video. It, it it'll give you goosebumps for it, sure. You did, yeah. It, it put I'm dust, gonna check that out. It put dust in my eye. Yeah, go ahead. And, yeah, well, the wind was blowing. I'm sure. Yeah, from both directions. Both directions. <laughs> yeah, dude, go ahead, man. Put go, pull up your YouTube and save it. I'll send you the link, David. It it is intense, okay. man. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. And, and watch <laughs> one of the. I, this is gonna be kind of weird sounding, but. Don't watch the original recording where he's in the studio. Watch one that somebody has edited and put some background music to or whatever and some different pictures. The one I sent you. It hits different. It does. I'm going to send you the link. You know what I mean? It's, okay. it's, it's like, wow. Yeah. When he first said Steve Harvey, I the only thing I know Steve Harvey from is getting Miss America wrong and Family Feud. Yeah. I didn't know that he, that he did things like that. I mean, that's. Well, he's very pro-God and. Pro believe in yourself. That's obvious in that video. Yeah, and pro get off your ass and do something. Right. Don't wait for it to come to you. Just go do it. Yep. So I've I've seen a couple of his other things, but I've never seen that one. Yeah, that was yeah. that was intense. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> bro. I think I called you actually. Yeah. Right after I watched it, I was like, dude. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but it was good. So, but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and get ready to wrap this thing up and call it a day. What y'all think about that? Hey, that's that's awesome. Put me on the callback list for sure. You're already on it, brother. 
Hey, man, we appreciate you coming to join us today. If you ever get down Georgia way, it'd be cool for you to stop by and record one of these things in person. Oh, I'd love to. I, I get that way every now and then. So uh, I might just, we might just have to work that up and, and uh, do that. Well, I'm telling you what, man, we are at the Peach Podcast Syndicate Studios, and there's plenty of room for all of us to have a heck of a party. You know what we should do? They got so much equipment in here that's just blade show, bro. We need to talk to these folks and see what we can get going on and have something live at Blade Show. I, I don't, we could talk to them. We I, could figure that I'm out, man. I'm game for that. Because we're going to run into all these guys at Blade Show in a, next month. We would have to do phone recordings, though. We have to do something. Look around. We can't take this. I can remove this thing off the wall right here. I'm just, Facebook Live. I could take it apart, but then what the hell are you going to do with it? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, like, SIM cards going here. You know what I'm saying? Probably. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, that, that'd be pretty cool to like yeah. face-to-face with all these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, seriously, though, I mean, this studio is set up for anything we want to do. So, I mean, five chairs. There's five chairs right here. Yeah, there's five microphones, five sets of headphones, five cameras. There's LED lights at every station and little circle light things. That are, I don't know what that is, but it makes your forehead look orange. It's way too bright in my face. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this this place is awesome. So Yeah, thanks, Dave. Thank you a bunch, man. Yeah, this has been Hey, fun. yeah, man. Y'all look me up at Blade Show. Looking forward to seeing y'all. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely yeah. gonna look for you. Yeah, we'll be there. Um, I'm staying in the same place I stayed last year. I don't know where you're staying yet. We might try to work something out, and I might crash with you or right. hang out with you and prep with you because I don't think we're gonna spend the night because we got a hotel in Nashville for the okay. Dolly Parton built a new hotel in Nashville, and the wife wants to go, so we're going. Oh. <laughs> That's super gay, dude. All that place, <laughs> bro. Google it. Looks amazing. Oh, I bet. Food looks intense. I mean, Dolly's awesome. So. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I, she was showing me the pictures, and I was like, I'm down. Let's go book it now. <laughs> so we might just hang out like at your place when we get ready, do the thing, and then head out. You know what I'm saying? All I'm doing in my room is sleeping. Yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be it. Yeah. So. If All right, lucky, guys. If well, lucky. Thanks for sticking around and putting up with us for another hour of your life. We truly appreciate it. And, um. We're going to be back again next week with another super cool guest. Thank you, Dave. Not quite sure who yet. Hadn't figured it out, but I feel like we hadn't let you down yet, and we're going to keep going the same direction. Yeah, buddy. So for everybody out there listening, thank you so much. This is Jason Hartwell from J.K. Blaze with David Sabit of Sabit Outdoors and Mr. David Moore, Big Hand Dave, Blade Sports Champ. Y'all keep on hustling and keep on grinding, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, y'all. See ya.